You got any guts, Will McCaffrey. You'll go with me. Will shoved splayed fingers through his hair, let his hands rest on his hips to keep from throttling his only brother. You'd leave, he marveled, in a raspy voice hardly above a whisper. Without so much as a fare thee well to mama and daddy? Wes, that'll kill him. At last, Wes backed down, but only a little. I plan on writing a letter home soon as I've joined up with a proper outfit, he said. Will's eyes burned, all of the sudden pure frustration blurred his vision. You say goodbye to them for me, Wes said, when Will didn't speak, couldn't speak. At some length, Will drew a deep breath, heaved it out. I'm going with you, he replied slowly. But I won't leave without speaking to Mama and Daddy first. They deserve better than this from you, Wes, and you damn well know it. Privately, he didn't figure they'd be all that surprised, not about Wes anyway. All around them, men and boys alike were marching off to war, and nobody talked about much else these days. Wes looked away, wouldn't meet Will's gaze after that. I'll wait for you, he said, quietly stubborn now, down the roadways. No, damn it, Will growled. I'll tan you right here in the road, Wes. I swear to God I will before I'll let you do this to them. There was a short silence, during which everything hung in the balance. Then, in that quicksilver way he had, Wes relented, even grinned, if somewhat sheepishly. With his free hand, he slapped Will's shoulder. All right, he said. All right. They went back along the familiar road, neither of them speaking. Will took in the hills and hollows of the land as he walked, storing the sight of it, the sound and the smell of it, up in his memory, so it would always be there right inside him when he needed it to draw upon. Wes whistled some tuneless ditty through his front teeth. If anything, he was impatient to be gone. Their mother was at the stove when they entered their house, their father in his customary place next to the fireplace. Junebug set aside the spatula in her hand and left the fried eggs to burn. The knowledge was in her eyes. The day she dreaded since the first shot had been fired on Fort Sumter had finally come. Jacob folded his arms, his countenance solemn, and waited. I guess we'll be leaving this morning, Wes said when Will refused to make it easier for him by speaking first. For the war. Junebug groped for a chair and sank into it, but Jacob crossed the room and stood facing his sons. Will was nearly as tall as he was, but Wes had some growing to do. This what you want to do, Will? Jacob asked, his voice low and resonant. Will swallowed. No, sir, he said. Jacob's dark gaze slid to Wesley's face. It's all your idea, then. Wes's neck and jawline went red. It's what's right, he said. Jacob merely shook his head. Then his eyes clashed with Will's. All your life, 
You've been looking out for your brother here, he said. I reckon you see this as your duty. Yes, sir, Will said. He was about to break down and cry, and he figured if he did that, he'd just about die of shame right then and there. Jacob laid a hand to Will's shoulder. He looked at Wes with an expression of angry sorrow, then walked out of the house. Will guessed his father needed a few minutes alone. It was something he understood. Junebug had gathered her composure by then, though she looked to Will like someone clutching the pieces of some irretrievably broken treasure. She put her arms around Wes, held him tightly for a long moment, watched with her heart in her eyes as her second-born twin turned from her embrace and fled, overcome by emotions of his own. Will came to stand before her, and she laid her hands on his upper arm.